what's going on, all my podcasters, whether you're from Spotify or Anchor or you're making it from Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. See Jizzle and the motherfucking Whizzle bring you another episode. And I think it's going to be a pretty good one. I didn't get to make one yesterday. Still kind of been recovering over my Halloween mushroom trip. Um, It wasn't very fun. Let's just put it that way. <clears throat> Anywho, scraped up some change from work tonight, picked up some brews, so we're drinking on the good old ice house. And uh, we got a pretty interesting podcast tonight. I probably have to make two episodes, but <sighs> where do I get started? First of all, I want to start by saying that I'm going to be very upset whenever my coworker does leave on the night. Um, <clears throat> which it's coming pretty soon. It's like a week from a week from almost yesterday. So um, I had to talk with her today and told her, you know, got reassured that we are going to be hanging out after uh, she ends up leaving definitely not going to be the last that we're going to see of each other. I've never been over to her house yet to hang out with her, but I'm sure I will here soon. I know my other co-worker Kyle said he has, and he enjoys hanging out with her. She enjoys hanging out with Kyle as well, so all three of us, me, her, and Kyle, really get along very well. So, kind of like a big old happy Circle K family. (laughs) <laughs> but um I got to talking to her about you know the reason why she's leaving and I've talked about finding another job myself hmm. and um you know to be honest uh we're on the same page with everything with with life and the way that we hold ourselves and the way that we think and what we're into and we're just a hundred percent on the same page and so everything that she said I agreed with and everything that I say she agrees with pretty much and uh, we both had some very good interesting points so and one of the main reasons that she's going to end up quitting is because she's not getting paid enough. Let's just put it that way. She makes like thirteen fifty an hour. She's an assistant manager. She should be getting paid more than that. I agree. I think she should be getting paid like fifteen an hour, at least. I also believe people like me that have been there for eight years should not be making almost the same amount somebody that's been there for a year I believe that the pay should go on seniority how long you been there and that's how it happens with with um, the chain of command that's how it happens with who's in charge whenever the managers leave is whoever's been there the longest pretty much so it should be the same way with pay and You know, I told her 
that it's really shitty that we don't have any incentives. You know, we get told every day by our boss that we need to have higher numbers for upselling, right? Upselling, 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 upselling. They keep telling us we need to upsell, but they don't give us anything in return for doing this upselling, right? We might maybe get a fucking bonus. Maybe. Maybe. That's a big maybe. If everything's done fucking down to the T, everything's spit shine and fucking gleaming, then we might get a $20 bonus or $25 bonus. And if we have high lift screen numbers for upselling, we get another $25 bonus. So, 50 bucks, right? Managers, especially general managers, get bonuses out the ass. Even the assistant managers get like 200, 300, 600. But the GMs get like 600, 800, 1000 dollars bonuses all the time. Even higher than that. We were told that if we had sold so much in Skittles and whatnot, that we would get a pizza party. Well, then our boss had changed it around and said, well, I don't want to give you guys a pizza party. I want to take you guys out for a good dinner somewhere, a sit-down dinner. Well, everybody knows that that's impossible because we can't get the whole store off to go out to eat. Somebody's got to be there to run the store. So she ended up just giving us $20 um, instead of taking us all out to eat. And then she turns around and the general manager gets to go out to eat with the marketing manager and the division manager for upselling. So they got taken out to this nice fancy dancy restaurant. I'm sure it wasn't no uh, McDonald's that they ate at. They probably drove a fucking hour and a half to go eat somewhere. Who knows? But the point is, the marketing managers take the time out to go out of the way for the general managers, but they don't take the time out to go out for the assistants, for the co-workers, for the associates that do do a good job. They don't fucking take them out. We don't get to take road trips to go to the... Uh, expo show or anything but the management does so and then we, we discussed how we get time off right we get vacation time and it's like pulling teeth from an elephant here lately to be able to get our time off and if we don't use it by the beginning of the year we lose it so I still got like 80 hours of vacation to take, I do believe. And so it's like pulling teeth from an elephant when we need to take time off, but when the manager needs to take time off, she gets to take it. Even if she didn't have any uh, vacation time saved up, she could still take personal days off. So, especially if there was an assistant to run the store, she wouldn't need, you know, hmm. Anyways, the assistant, my good friend Crystal, had put in her two-week notice probably two weeks before Halloween. I know it was at least over a week before Halloween, right? 
and she said that my last day is going to be the 9th. Well, my boss tried putting her on the schedule for the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, and Crystal was like, I can't do that. I start my other job. So she said she was going to work around it. She said she was going to work with her, but obviously she's not. Obviously she just blowing smoke up her ass, telling her what the fuck she wants to hear. If you can't work with her over these few little measly days, how are you going to be able to work with her in the future with her schedule? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> There's places out there that are flipping burgers and getting paid $15 an hour. That's fucking crazy. And if a corporation like Circle K really cared about their employees, especially the ones that have worked through this whole pandemic, they would pay them what the fuck they deserve to be paid. Period. I mean, we didn't have to stick around during the whole pandemic. We could have just got on unemployment, just like everybody else. And we would have made more money on unemployment than what we would have been making working there. It's a fucking shame. But I should have got on unemployment for that reason. Because nobody really values me truly where I work. Um... Until they realize that it's too late and I'm already gone. So. My boss threw a big ass fit. The day after Halloween. Or on Halloween. Whenever I, the day after that party. She threw a fit because I wasn't feeling good. Because I was tripping on some shrooms. That's the second day I've called off in over three years. So. She throws a fit. And everything and then she has the balls to get on Facebook and make a fucking post about me and again she thinks I don't know but my co-worker told me so which again it doesn't really bother me because I don't really give a fuck what she thinks what my general manager thinks at the end of the day I really don't give a shit so she doesn't like me. She doesn't like how I do things and fucking get rid of me. Fire me. And I'm going to go fucking find somewhere else with my eight years of experience. And they're going to hire me right on the spot. So I'm not really worried about it. There's plenty of other places right now I could go and work for. But I just don't want to take the time to wake up and go spend three hours a day filling out apps and shit. Um... I know I need to, eventually, but that's why they haven't gotten rid of me so far yet, because for one, they know they can't deal without me. The fucking store would fall apart without me. Two, nobody's as dependable as I am. I ride my fucking bicycle in the snow to get to work. And for three, if they fired me, they know I would turn around and I would find another job, like, a week later. Hmm. Or I'd get on unemployment. One of the two. So. Anywho. I think it's really shitty she got on there talking shit about me. When I'm the only motherfucker around there that does everything without being asked. One of the only. And there's a couple other people that do their job pretty well. But. For the most part. It's me and like one or two other people. And everybody else just stands around and don't do a fucking thing. So, 
Anywho, that being said, my boss hired somebody else that used to work there a little while back, but had quit and got another job. So she hired back somebody who didn't work out in the past for some reason, and she decided we'll give him another shot, right? Instead of finding some uh, new kid who could really use the fucking money, who really is desperate, who's put in 20 fucking applications this week probably, you could have gave him the opportunity to make money who actually wants to work. But no, you give it to somebody who's already been there, they've, they've called off and shit in the past, haven't had a very good track record in the past, and you're going to fucking hire them again. It makes no sense. Anywho, she's off for a whole two weeks almost. Again, she's throwing a fit about when I get take my time off and when I call off for a day, but she wants to take off two fucking weeks. just doesn't make any sense. And this is about the point where I know shit's going to start going downhill because this is how it always works with managers. You bite your tongue, you bite your tongue, you bite your tongue, and then eventually you have no more tongue to bite off, and it comes to a head. Usually you tell them exactly how you feel, and then things go south. And you end up usually transferring to another store. Because I've done that. I've transferred to three fucking stores already in the past eight years. Do you think I won't do it again? You know? If I'm not vibing with you, if, I'm, if it's not a good work environment, of course I'm going to fucking leave you sitting there with your dick in your hand. So, anywho. Like I said, at the end of the day, I can care less about what anybody thinks, even my general manager. I do what I'm going to do, like I've been doing for the past eight years. And if you don't like it, sit on it. Sit on it and fucking spin around for all I care. Because like I said, you're either going to fucking deal with it and shut up, or you're going to fucking get rid of me. So, at the end of the day, it's all a bunch of hoopla bullshit that stresses people out for no reason. So, I don't need to go back home and deal with that shit and worry about, you know, if I'm valued enough, or if I'm going down the right path in life, or shouldn't have to worry about that. I should want to go to work every fucking day and come home with no fucking worries and no problems. But no. No. It's the whole reason why I smoke cigarettes. Because of that fucking place. So, anywho. And that isn't the first time that my boss has pretty much shown that she hasn't cared. Because in the past, me and her have gotten into an argument and she asked me, what the fuck do I do around that store? And I snapped off on her and told her, I do everything that your fucking ass don't do. I make sure that everything fucking runs smoothly when your ass leaves at the end of the day. And guess what? I don't get paid to do it. Like you motherfuckers do. You get to sit around and get 14 or more an hour and shit and don't do everything. And I gotta fucking do it and I don't get anything. So, you wanna know what I do? I do everything that you don't do. And obviously I do a very good fucking job about it because you haven't said anything until now. So, and that's how you got to talk to people. You know, give them the silent treatment for a week or two. Because as soon as she comes back from vacation, she thinks I'm going to fucking 
be all goody-goody and talking to her again. She's out of her fucking mind. She's really kind of pissed me off with this one. How childish that she's been acting lately instead of being a good manager. I see, for the past two years almost, I haven't had no problems with her, really. Here and there. But the remarks that she's been making lately and the stupid childish bullshit that she's been playing... I'm not all about that. Like I said, I come to work to get paid, do my job, and go home. Not sit here and play fucking 90210 Beverly Hills. My life's not a fucking soap opera. I'm not here to kiss your ass. I'm not here to do extra bullshit that I don't need to do. Especially when I'm not valued enough to do it. You know what I'm saying? I've just been the nice guy. I just did the shit because I was asked to do it or... Sometimes I do shit without being asked. But now, uh, I want her to see how shitty everybody else is whenever I stop doing everybody else's work. So, um, she wasn't there today to witness it because she's been on vacation. But right as soon as she took her vacation, guess what? Three people called off. Three people, and one of them was the one that she just hired back not even a week ago. So you want to sit here and make a post on me about Facebook and run your mouth and flap your gums, and you don't want to make a post about the new bitch that you just hired that called off. See, that's where, you know, I draw the line. When you want to get on stupid little bullshit and you want to call out certain people but not other people... And you want to criticize people about not doing their job, but you don't do your fucking job. Then we got a problem. You know, when, when you're all nice to my face and you ask me, can I make sure that this gets done and that, and then you turn around and you talk shit. Then we got a problem. When you blatantly ignore people's requests for times off. When somebody puts in their two-week notice and you ignore it, guess what? They don't have to fucking kiss your ass anymore. They've given you the notice, and that's that. They don't have to do anything extra. All they gotta do is put it in writing. This is my two-week notice from today's date. So, you can sit there and try and change it up to make yourself look like you were in the right or they were in the wrong or whatever, but when it's written down on paper and you've got pictures of it, that's all that fucking matters. That's all that counts in the professional world. You don't have to kiss your ass for that because we at least deserve that right to be able to do that. So, anywho... Just like whenever I take my uh, time off for Christmas, I put it in on on the uh, Workday app for the request for time off. She hasn't even looked at it. She hasn't even approved it. I put it on the calendar. She hasn't looked at it. You think I give a fuck? You think I really care if she looked at it? No. Because come December, whenever I actually have to take the time off, I'm fucking taking the time off. Because it's been put in two months ahead of time. And if you motherfuckers can take two weeks off, you know, whenever you want, then 
I'll be damned if I'm just going to uh, throw away 80 hours of vacation pay. That's fucking owed to me. So, she wanted to get to talking jazzy and shit. Well, you only get to take it if I approve it. Well, we'll see. We'll see come Christmas of what's going to happen. I wish, I hope and pray that she tries to fire me over that shit. I hope and pray she does, because I'm going to fucking sue that company for wrongful termination. And I'm not, and for the counter lawsuit, I don't want my job back. I want a whole fucking year salary paid to me so I can go look for another fucking job. That's what I'm going to tell the judge. I spent eight years here, Your Honor, and I get shit on like this. And then I get wrongfully terminated. So, you know, in order to make things right, I think that, you know, I need about 20 grand at least. That way I can live for a year, get another job, get my footing in the door, start making a profit. And, you know, because even if you get another job, you don't know if it's really going to work out 100%. You can get that job, and then two months later, they lay you off. So, <clears throat> anywho, I'm not with the bullshit. I'm not with the stupid-ass games. I've been there for eight fucking years, and I can tell you, the general manager ain't even been there for eight years. She might have been there for five or something like that. She ain't been there for no fucking eight. So you got somebody that's in charge of me that's been there less time than me and wants to sit there and bark orders to me. Even though, even though she's the GM, she's the GM, so I've been listening to her, but it's just the point of the fact that you got people in there that are barking orders, making decisions that have less experience than somebody that's been there for eight fucking years. And no, I've never done paperwork for management. I've never done managerial duties because I've never been trained to do managerial shit but I can guarantee you I'd be just as good as you if not better if they did train me so and if they gave me my own store somewhere as a GM then that would that would be the icing on the cake for me to be able to prove everybody that I can be a good manager I own my own store, I've got the highest sales in the market, so on and so forth. And that would about be the only management position that I would take because it would be the only thing that's worth the money and the time. I'm not going to be a fucking assistant. Anywho, I've been really thinking about serious life decisions all night last night all day today really been thinking about where I want to be in the next five to ten years and how I'm gonna fucking get there what I'm gonna do to do it and long story short uh, I didn't start thinking about this really hardcore until are getting treated like shit at work. So, anywho, 
like I said, I didn't start really thinking about this hardcore until I started getting treated like shit at work. I've been thinking about moving to like Nevada or Arizona, which I still might because I'll get into that a little bit later, but um, I would watched a video about somebody who was a, uh, is a YouTuber and, and uh, this guy on YouTube was eating at different restaurants throughout Texas. Um, I'd already kind of thought about going to Texas to live there for a while. Uh, but I've always kind of thought, eh, it's not really probably the place for me because of hurricanes and tornadoes. And, uh, you know, I just thought that it was all empty fields pretty much whenever I think about Texas. And so I always had this misconception about it. I started seeing videos about it and I've known family members that have lived in Port Aransas, Texas or Rockport, Texas it's not too far from Corpus Christi and it's not too far from South Padre Island but uh it's gorgeous it's fucking gorgeous there the sand is beautiful you know there's in Port Isabella there's a lighthouse and it feels kind of like Key West, in a way. Hmm. Anywho, uh, I got to looking at different gas stations around there that I can just transfer to and I can continue to work part-time or full-time. Uh, and that's when I started finding out shit about Texas. Everything sounded all fine and dandy and great, but there's always a catch when it comes to Texas, right? Hmm. It's an awesome state. It has its pros and it has its cons. And, you know, the pros, the good part is it's an open carry state. Um, they still honor the NRA weapons, National Rifle Association's weapons that are still federally legal. Uh, but, you know, it, there's a lot of beauty there. There's a lot of work that can be there. But, their minimum wage is only seven and a quarter. Seven twenty-five. And that's what I made whenever I first started working as an 18-year-old, I think. Hmm. 7.25. I think I make in between 11 and $12. Almost $12 an hour now. And to go back to making 7 would just be fucking idiotic. And I'm still going to have to pay the same amount in taxes, state and federal. I've been paying over $100 a week in taxes. So over $400 a month. And if I make 40 hours a week at 7 and a quarter, I'm only bringing home like 280 a week. Minus the taxes. It's about $180 a week. Times 4 weeks is about, give or take, uh, 
let's see, I had a brain fart for a minute. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, we'll say about $700, close to it, give or take 20 bucks. And, you know, if I lived out of a van, I wouldn't have to pay $750 in rent like I do now. So I could be able to use that for groceries and my insurance and whatnot. But I've already done the math in the past. And it's going to cost about $500 a month for me to live out of my van. For the insurance and ice to put in my cooler and propane to use for heat. Uh, for insurance and gas and all that good shit. And my phone bill was going to be like $500 a month. So if you're making seven after taxes and it takes five in order to live, you've only got, you know, so much left to save. And I don't know if I th thought, you know, my grocery bill into that 500 or not. I think I did, but even if you did, that's still not a lot of money to save, $200 a month. And those companies around there... They don't have to give you $10 an hour. All they got to give you is seven and a quarter. I'm not saying that every company is going to do that, but you go and get a gas station job somewhere, you better have some experience. Like, my eight years would do me a very good thing. And especially if I was going to get in to be an assistant, maybe in another state. Hmm. Maybe their assistant managers get paid 10 or 12, but the regular workers only get paid 7. And I think that's the way it should be here. I believe the more experience you have, the higher up on the pay scale, the more experience, you know, like, I've been here for 8 fucking years. You think I should be getting paid almost the same amount as somebody that's been there for a year or less? Come on. at the same time, I also shouldn't have to become an assistant manager in order to get the pay that I really deserve. But anywho, it just sounded great at first, but uh, with the line of work that I'm in right now, that's just not viable. So, it's a good place to retire to, or it's a good place, you know, if you got money, you know, or if you've got a good paying job where you can just transfer, that's great. It's the perfect place for that. But, same time, like I said, I don't think I could just give up like four or five dollars an hour just to go live in another state that's beautiful. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Missouri is somewhere where I've also thought about because Missouri's gun laws are a little bit more relaxed than here. You don't need to have a special license for it. You just take in your driver's license and they run a background check and you get your weapon. Um, now, having a concealed carry is different. If you carry it on your persons and it's concealed in most states, that's a felony. So, 
it's a big deal, especially in like uh, uh, Michigan. You get caught with a uh, concealed weapon on you, it's a felony. No matter if it's uh, registered to you or not. <clears throat> Anywho, I've been really thinking about this, thinking about that, analyzing where the best place is to uh, move to. And um, I'm kind of at a toss up. I know I'm going to end up somewhere. I haven't even researched Arizona's minimum wage. Let me do that now. Let me do that. Well, Arizona's minimum wage is at least 1280 on the 1st of January. And that's going up from 1215. That's about what I make now, in between that area, somewhere around there. So, that's minimum wage. So, uh, you know, I'm going to tell them that I want thirteen fifty an hour, or fourteen an hour, because that would be about the same pay increase that I would have from minimum wage here to what I make, pretty much. Uh, Arizona has really cheap land too and their property taxes are dirt cheap and when I say that I mean it's probably like $120 a fucking year for property taxes in Arizona dirt cheap to get your driver's license is like 8 fucking dollars here it's like 30 to register your car is like $30. Here it's like 120 So, you know, when people talk about the cost of living and minimum wage and blase blase, you really got to analyze shit. And, uh, that's kind of what I've been trying to do. It's looking like maybe I might end up over on the west coast somewhere. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I've got a couple years to still think about really where I'm going to end up, but I want to save up some money wherever I'm going to end up going before I end up leaving. So, um, so yeah. I do know that whenever I do go and apply for a job no matter where I end up going and they want to ask me how much do I think that I should be paid an hour I'm gonna shoot for a pretty high number depending on you know how much that I make now versus how much I think I really deserve because like I said in Arizona they get paid now minimum wage is about what I make so already so with me I feel like gas station workers really risk a lot of fucking shit. First of all, they risk their safety and health every day that they show up because you never know when you're going to be the one getting robbed. 
let's just put it that way. Second of all, they have to deal with a lot of fucking bullshit every day. Customers that are assholes for nothing. They gotta put up with mental stress and abuse every fucking day. And that's what it is. It's mental abuse. People coming in, talking to you, talking down to you, berating you, treating you like shit, being racist to you. It's abuse. And you're getting paid by the company in order to deal with that. In order to do your job, quote unquote. And I don't think it's right. That's what me and my coworker was talking about is, you know, like, you shouldn't have to fucking wake up and really dread going to work. And part of the reason of that is because you know you're going to have to deal with assholes all day. You know, and maybe if you got paid a little bit better and you had incentives and maybe it made your, you know, made it worth it. You know, but when you do it every fucking day and you're not getting anything in return except, oh, a paycheck... There's plenty of other people out there that get a paycheck that don't have that job, that don't have to deal with the stress of asshole customers every fucking day. And we shouldn't have to deal with that either. So, with that being said, we should at least be getting paid better. If we're going to put up with the same shit that we've been putting up with, we need to be getting paid more. Um, or... They need to make it to where they officially ban these people and they start prosecuting them. It's getting down to the nitty gritty with certain people, with veterans that have been there. Because like I said, when everybody else was down and out, when everybody else was, uh, when the shit hit the fan with this COVID shit, we were the only motherfuckers there that were open. Pretty much. All the restaurants were closed down. All the grocery stores were closed down except for at a certain time. We were the only fucking place that remained open 24 hours a day. And we had to, uh, we had a, a uh, loyalty to that company, basically. We have an agreement, we got a contract that we work for them, blah, blah, blah. And we just had to suck it up and deal with it. We didn't get anything in return for dealing with all those assholes during the pandemic and for risking getting sick. Any of us could have gotten it from counting dirty money and dealing with dirty people all day. I think I already have gotten it. Let's just put it that way. Back before when, before anybody even knew what COVID was, before you really heard about it on the news, I had, I had already gotten it. I'm pretty sure. So I haven't been sick for a whole year now. Everybody's getting all these new strains, talking about all these new strains coming out. Oh, you got to go get vaccinated because you don't want to get this new strain. And like I said, I haven't gotten shit. Nothing. So if I did get it, don't you think that that first time that I got it, that that would build up my immune system to where there's a good chance that there's about a 25% chance that you might get it? 
in the future, but it lessens the chance, you know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with what they're saying now about the flu vaccine. They're saying if you get the flu vaccine and you get COVID, it lessens the symptoms, you know, of the COVID, the more severe symptoms. So for what it's worth, you know, uh, flu vaccines have been studied for a while. And I think that they're more effective. Um, yeah, you got to keep getting them every other year or whatever, but <clears throat> um, same thing with COVID. You're going to get a COVID shot, and then oh, six months later, you got to go get a booster. And then six months later, you got to go get another one. You know, instead of getting one every other year, I just, I just feel like the flu shot is a lot more effective. You know, and people always talk about that I'm against vaccines. I'm not against vaccines. I'm just against vaccines that people don't know what they're what it's going to do to their body. And nobody does. Nobody knows what the fuck is going to happen after you take this shit 10 years from now. Nobody knows. There hasn't been any long-term studies about it. They just started fucking... At the lab, they started cooking up some dope. They fucking started cooking up drugs. And, oh, we came out with the fucking cure for COVID right here. And people were like, oh, okay, let's start shooting it up. That doesn't sound like a smart idea to me. And I don't care how many quote-unquote scientists tell you it's the right thing to do. Until I start seeing statistics that tell me that, I'm not taking it. And even at certain times during the flu season, the, the flu vaccine was only about 10% effective. Certain ones. <clears throat> well, you got to think back to when it was 2016 and the bird flu was going around. The avian flu. There was a really bad strain of avian flu going around. There was a swine flu and then there was the avian flu and so on and so forth, right? And you don't hear anything about that anymore. You don't hear about the avian flu, right? <clears throat> you don't hear about swine flu anymore. You can still get it. Especially if you haven't had a booster shot, right? But if you go to your doctor right now and say, Hey, I want an H1N1 shot. You think that they're even going to be able to give you one? I don't think so. I think all those vaccines are gone and dead, and they don't even make those vaccines anymore, probably. But you got to think about mutation. And if, if we can get a virus from a bat or whatever, then what's to say that a pig or a swine flu can't mute it, mutate itself into another animal and then be transmitted to humans? You know, all this fucking hoopla about we know how corona works and bullshit. It's a bunch of bullshit. You guys don't know shit about corona yet. Hmm. And it's going to keep adapting and it's going to keep mutating and it's going to keep adapting and mutating and adapting mutating. And they're not going to be able to keep up. First of all, they're already not able to keep up. But what do you think is going to happen next winter? 
Because you're still going to have people out there that have never got COVID, healthy people who are unvaccinated, who are going to come in contact with people later down the road, maybe a year from now, maybe six months from now, and they're going to get COVID for the first time. It's like a chain reaction. And I said this from the beginning, that eventually everybody's going to get it. Everybody is going to fucking get it, because that's the way that Mother Nature works. That's the way um, all these people that talk about evolution and shit. I don't necessarily believe in evolution. I believe there are some interesting facts about certain parts about it. But I don't believe in evolution. Uh, But there are people that have said we came from microbes and microorganisms. That this planet used to be nothing but gases and shit. And that we've evolved from tadpoles and and then so on and so forth, right? I think that's a bunch of hoopla. But if you want to use that analogy, so does bacteria. You know, bacteria changes and adapts. You know, I'm sure the bacteria that's going around right now was the same bacteria that was going around a thousand years ago. And maybe back then... With the Black Plague and shit. Maybe it was caused by flea bites or whatnot. But maybe that was the coronavirus back then. And they just didn't know about it. They didn't have the medical knowledge. And they couldn't study people's lungs and bodies and shit. Uh, I don't know. It's a possibility. To sit there and say that we've also eradicated smallpox is a bunch of hoopla because the Chinese are always coming out with new shit right they can take that smallpox and we're only immune to the United States version of smallpox there's still a European strain out there and if I was to get smallpox from Europe I would get it and I'd probably die so there's at least two different strains of smallpox if not more I'm sure there's more and if they were to reintroduce that into the population again just like they did with coronavirus it would kill millions we're not talking about hundreds of thousands we're talking millions smallpox was probably ten times more contagious than fucking corona everything that you touched all your, your clothing you know, pieces of dead skin that came off you. Everything would infect other people. It was crazy. And I think that's what we're heading down, honestly. Think about it. This was just a test subject for the Chinese to see how they could infect people. How other countries, how um, if they didn't react soon enough, how deadly would it be to them? That's what I think. And you still got... I still got news coverage coming in on my phone from certain news stations that are over in Asia. And one of them that I follow is NTD News on YouTube. N is in in no, T is in touchdown, and D is in drop. And 
it's a good viable source. They don't they don't just make up shit. They really make sure they got all their ducks lined up before they start making content. And they're not politically biased or anything like that. <clears throat> so that being said, I only uh, usually follow that source for anything that goes on over in China. But here within the next five years, we're going to be in a war. America's already in debt from this fucking pandemic and everything. We were already in debt really from the last recession that we had. We're still kind of trying to make a comeback from that with the economy. And then we got hit with this corona shit, and that put a real halt to the economy again. And I have a feeling that here soon, China's going to start a war, and we're going to end up in it, and we're going to end up in another recession. That's just my opinion. And mark my words, you know, because like I said, everything that I've said in the past has come true. Everything that I've said in the past mainly has come true. Let's just say that. And it used to be that um, I stopped having dreams for a while. Like when I was a teenager I had a lot of dreams and everything. But then whenever I grew up, started getting more stressed out and everything, I started smoking and drinking and everything. I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I stopped having dreams. And then, I had visions. I have dreams that were visions, and they would come and go, like, whenever they were important, whenever God felt like I needed to uh, see something, I would see it. But other than that, I wouldn't have dreams for weeks or months on end, right? And... Um, I had a dream one time, for example, with a classmate, an Asian girl that I used to go to school with, and I hadn't seen her in 10 years. I hadn't talked to her, nothing. And I had a dream about me walking her down a cobblestone sidewalk. And it was like in the old days, in like the 1800s, you know, with the gas lamps, and, and we didn't talk. We didn't say a word. But we held hands and we smiled at each other and we just enjoyed each other's presence. And I walked her to a door, which I thought was her house at the time, in the dream. But then I woke up and I got to thinking, why the fuck am I having a dream about this girl ten years later? Like, and I got on her Facebook and I found out that she had died two months ago. And... From a, a, a blood disorder, and she couldn't get anybody to give her a transfusion. Crazy fucking shit. So ultimately, I was walking her to the gates of heaven, I guess. And I've had other visions, uh, too, but that's just a really good example right there seen things, you know, that other people don't see, usually, and I feel like that's 
God's gift to me. That's what God wants me to have. God gave me this ability. God gave me every breath in my body. So God wants me to have this ability. It's like he's almost telling me shit. Or some higher up angel up there is telling me something. Nine times out of ten. I feel like it's God's messengers. Like it's angels that are telling me this stuff. Usually St. Gabriel or St. Michael. Who knows. But um, whenever I had this really bad injury this last time. And I was fucking drunk. I was plastered. But it was last winter. I ended up slipping on a patch of ice on my balcony. And fracturing my chest plate. And... Um, I think a couple ribs um, ended up bruising my uh, I think it was my it was a pulmonary contusion so uh, like your your heart your lungs and everything maybe where it all comes together and your diaphragm uh, it's really similar to having a uh, crush injury, like people that get in car accidents and hit the steering wheel, that was the same kind of injury that I basically sustained. And I was so drunk that I ended up crawling into the bed and coming in and out of sleep and seeing a fucking seven foot tall angel in my doorway that was on fire. And everybody to this day says, that wasn't an angel, that was the devil. And no. It wasn't. He had fire coming off of him, but it was like feathers. It was like his wings. It's really crazy to explain the details. Because whenever I see this shit, it's like I'm there. It's like I'm it's it's in person, you know. Hmm. And he had these feathery flames just radiating off of him. And he stood there and watched over me all night until the sun came up, and then he disappeared. And that was the day whenever I told God that if he got me through that, I would never get as drunk and fucked up like that ever again. And for like two to four months after that, I had blood clots that I was trying to pass. And I was hoping and praying that they weren't going to go to my head and give me a stroke or straight to my lungs or my heart I was fucking worried shitless it was, it was a life lesson it was a learning experience and I'll never give that up and I just feel like that's a part of the puzzle of why I'm actually here I see shit all the time and when I say something and I tell people mark my words Usually it happens. So, I just sit there and I, sometimes it happens when I get high. I'll just sit there and I'll daydream. I'll just stare into fucking outer space. Think about shit, right? And then I'll think, well, what about this, right? And then I'll just go into this whole nother dimension in my mind. And I'll just see shit. Like shit that, like, I'll see some bus driving along and, and then somebody gets ran over by it 
and then tomorrow I'm fucking riding my bicycle to work and somebody will get ran over by a bus. That's just the way it happens. And here lately, I haven't had any visions. Um, even during that whole mushroom trip, I didn't have any spiritual visions. Um, <clears throat> that was really a shitty trip. With that trip, I felt like I was sick. I felt like I was drunk at the same time. I felt like I was out of it. It never gave me any special visions. Never. It's not really a hallucinogenic, I guess you could say. Anywho, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. I'm going to start another one. Because I got some more beer to drink. And, uh guess I got some more shit to talk about <laughs> for a whole nother hour. feel bad because I didn't make anything yesterday, but I did say I was trying to cut back on it. I've been trying to cut back and give myself some time, but um, you know, I, 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 I've got a lot of things to really think about, so... That's how I go to sleep at night. I just sit there and think about the shit until I fall asleep. <laughs> I just think about this, think about that, and what if this happens, and that happens, and what if this doesn't happen? And then eventually I just fucking pass out and I wake up the next day. So, <laughs> it used to be whenever I was a kid, I couldn't go to sleep, and they'd tell me to think about something really exciting, like you're gonna go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to Disneyland, so. <laughs> Why would I think about that? <laughs> Anywho, I'll see you on the next podcast, episode two. Keep it locked, keep it tuned. If you want to know what's going on in crazy Uncle C. Jizzle's mind. <laughs> Till the next one, deuces. <laughs>